The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Hallelujah, Messiah, Messiah is a king of kings, Messiah, Messiah is a Lord of lords, Messiah, Messiah is a king of kings, Messiah, Messiah is a Lord of lords. Hallelujah, 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 Messiah, Messiah is a king of kings. Messiah, Messiah is a Lord of Lords. Messiah, Messiah is a King of Kings. Messiah, Messiah is a Lord of Lords. Oh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. The owner of the heavens and the earth, the one who knows the end from the beginning, the one who speaks and it is done. The only one who says, I am. The sovereign one. The one who can change death to life. The one who can change causes to blessings. We worship you. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Today, Father, we, your children, are gathered together again at your feet. Please speak to us. Teach us, O oh Lord. Challenge us. Draw us closer to yourself. And please let your perfect purpose and your perfect purpose alone be fulfilled in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're still looking at First King chapter 19. From verse 19 to 21. This is going higher. Part 69. Going higher. Part 69. First King chapter 19. From verse 19 to 21. And so Elijah departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the truth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. 
And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did it. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Oh, a lot can happen in a day. A lot can happen in a day. Elisha woke up, the CEO of a very thriving agricultural enterprise. Before the day was over, <laughs> he has become the servant of a homeless prophet all in one day. God can end tears in one day. First Samuel chapter 1 from verse 9 to 20. First Samuel 1 from verse 19 to 20. Bible tells us that year after year, Hannah had been going to Shiloh, tormented by barrenness and the other wife. And then one day, she was weeping sore as she was praying, agonizing. And God noticed her and spoke a word through the high priest. And the Bible said, she wept no more. I represent the Most High God today, and I decree into the lives of all those of you who are weeping, you shall weep no more. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 1 to 14, 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 1 to 14, Naaman woke up a leper. He had everything going for him, but there was a huge reproach in his life. And within a day, within a day, just the time it took him to dip himself in Jordan seven times, his reproach was gone and gone forever. It all happened in a day. And the name that's above every other name, I decree every reproach in your life will end today. Amen. In Exodus chapter 12, from verse 1 to 42, Exodus 12, from verse 1 to 42, the Bible tells us that the children of Israel have been in bondage for 430 years. And in a single day, 
the bondage was over. I believe you will be in 100% agreement with me that in the name of the Almighty God, the bondage of your nation will end suddenly today. In Exodus chapter 14, from verse 1 to 28. Exodus 14 from verse 1 to 28. The children of Israel were by the Red Sea, thinking that, praise God, we are free at last. And then they looked back and they saw the enemies of generations about to catch up with them again, to take them back into bondage. But within 24 hours, just like the man of God said, that the enemy they have seen today, they won't see ever again, ever again. They were drowned, all the hosts of Egypt. And not only were they drowned, the sea closed back so that there is no possibility of Israel even going back to Egypt. Every enemy in your generation, all the curses that had accumulated, I pray today in the name that's above every other name, they will be over today. In 2 Kings chapter 7, I'm just talking about how things can happen. A lot of things can happen within a day. In 2 Kings chapter 7, from verse 1 to the end, 2 Kings chapter 7, from verse 1 to the end, the Bible shows us clearly that the siege of the city can end in a day. That the enemies who had laid siege on a whole city can hear a noise from heaven. So that by the time the day was over, the besieged had become free. Hunger ended. Terror within, terror without ended in one day. I prophesy to all nations where the children of God are represented. The siege on your nations will be over today. Amen. In John chapter 5, from verse 2 to 9, I believe today is going to be a good day for someone. In John chapter 5, from verse 2 to 9, the Bible tells us of a man who had been sick, incurably sick, for 
Chachi H.E.S. Helpless, lonely, a failure, defeated, and in a single day, everything came to an abrupt end. Because God located him. I pray that the God I serve will locate you today and put an end to all your age-long problems. In Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, Mark 10, 46 to 52, in the story of Bartimaeus that you know very well, A man who had been blind, who had been living in darkness all these years long, suddenly discovered that darkness can lose its hold on someone and do so suddenly, suddenly. doesn't matter how many evil forces are working against you, working against your family. Today, in the name that's above every other name, there will be light. Amen. A lot can happen in a day. On the other hand, In 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 20 to 27, 2 Kings 5, 20 to 27, the son of a prophet can become a leper in one day because he lied against the man of God. In Daniel chapter 4, from verse 28 to 37, Daniel 4, from verse 28 to 37, a king can become an animal in a day and remain an animal for seven years until God, in his infinite mercy, saw the repentance in his heart and restored him in a day so that there was no sign that he was ever mad before. I pray that today will be a new beginning for you. But then, Apart from the fact that within a day, a lot could happen. Now I'm believing God that it doesn't matter how you started today, you are going to end the day well. Amen. There is this strange thing that Elisha did that we could learn again from. He Bond is oxen. 
roasted the meat. Use a plow to prepare the food. Gave it to people to eat. And then became a servant. Elisha was saying loud and clear, forward ever, backward never. As it were, he burnt the boat. I don't know if you've heard the story before. The captain led some people on a voyage. In those days, when people from one part of the, of the continent, I mean of the world, may not even know if there's any other fellow at the other end. They left Europe, they got to this island country in South America. Oh, here's an island. So they came out of the boat and unknown uh, to them, the captain has rigged the boat with gunpowder and everything. So as all the soldiers got on land, they looked back to see that their boat was burning. So he said to them, we are here to stay. No going home now. This is our home. He burnt the boat. As you are growing higher in the Lord, because very, very soon we will be getting to some very deep waters. I believe by now it should be time for you to make up your mind. Are you going forward or is there any possibility at all of your looking back? Remember in Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 38 to 39, Hebrews 10, 38 to 39, the word of God made it clear. If anyone draws back, God says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. In Luke chapter 9, from verse 61 to 62, Luke 9, from verse 61 to 62, Jesus Christ said, once you lay your hands on the plow, if you as much as look back, he said, you are not fit to be my disciple. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, Paul said, I am pressing on towards the price of the high calling. Why did Elisha burn the oxen? Somehow he has discovered that 
God is calling him to higher heights. I am a farmer. I am successful. God is calling me to a higher level. Years ago, one of my boys, working with an oil company, where they were paying him in dollars, he was a high man there. He came to me and said, Daddy, I feel God calling me to full-time service. I must tell you, Daddy, I don't like it. But since it seems as if he has done the same thing to you, that's why I've come to you for advice. <laughs> I laughed. He said, you don't have to tell me. I know that my salary is more than the entire income of the church. He said, I know it. You don't have to tell me. I laughed. I said, my son, you say you want my advice? He said, yes, sir. I said, God is asking you to exchange sugar for honey. He's calling you out of sugar into honey. He reminded me some years later. So thank you for using that illustration. I might not be as rich as I would have been by now, but I have something that money cannot buy. I have satisfaction. I have anointing. I have all influence. I have respect. High calling. When God calls you, he's calling you to a higher level. Philippians chapter 3, from verse 7 to 11. Philippians 3, 7 to 11. Paul the apostle said, All that were gained to me, I count them as dung. I let them go. That I may win Christ. There is a price. A price called price of a high calling. In other words, if you lay your hands on the plow, you made up your mind, I'm going to serve this God wholeheartedly. And you for one reason or the other, decide to say, I'm not going forward anymore. You will be returning to dung. That's what Paul calls it. Second Peter chapter 2, from verse 20 to 22. Second Peter 2, from verse 20 to 22. He, the Bible tells us that that's the same thing as a dog returning to his vomit. I told you we we began to get into some deep waters, which when you say you want to go high, 
Mm. You need to know it's going to cost. Can you imagine the story in Mark chapter 10 from verse 46 to 52? Mark 10, 46 to 52, the story of Bartimaeus. Read that story very well. The moment Jesus gave him light, the moment he opened his eyes, the Bible said he followed Jesus in the way. Can you imagine Bartimaeus deciding to a couple of days later, I'm not following Jesus all the way anymore. What does that one mean? He might be saying, bye-bye to light. Darkness come again. Brethren, Colossians chapter 1 from verse 12 to 13, Colossians 1, 12 to 13 tells us we have been translated out of darkness into light. If you dare look back, you are saying, darkness, come again. Some of you know this story. It's an old one. A man came to Ibutemeta years ago. Every limb as stiff and straight as a rod. Hands, legs, he couldn't bend his knees to kneel. The hands just go straight like pieces of rod, iron rod. We ca he came, we said, will you give your life to Jesus? He said, yes. We prayed a simple prayer. And that very day, he began to lean down, began to be able to raise his hand, to clap, and to do all things he, he was never able to do before. Every part of the body became normal. And for about two weeks, he was coming. We were rejoicing together with him and so on. And then, all of a sudden, we didn't see him again. And we followed him up. When we got to his house, you know what he said to us? When you are sick, you go to the hospital. We say yes. When you are well, don't you come back home? <laughs> I came to your church. I got my healing. Is it your church that healed me? I, I've got, I got what I want. I'm back home now. Couple of months later, I was driving to the University of Lagos campus where I was still working then. And I saw the same man coming. Not only are the hands stretch again, stiff, legs so stiff that he had to walk as, in, as if it's a triangle. But now even the mouth can close. Do you remember, some of you are old will remember, a man who swallowed money charm. They told him, you will die after seven years, but you will be stinkingly rich. So he swallowed the charm. 
but no money came. <laughs> and year by year, it was, every time everybody said Happy New Year, we say, oh God, one year gone. And what he swallowed began to bite him inside. He came to a Buttermeta. Will you give your life to Jesus? He said, yes. He vomited the thing that he swallowed right there before the altar. We all rejoiced with him. It was the year he was to die. And for a while he was coming to church. We were all rejoicing together. Then all of a sudden we didn't see him anymore. So we followed him up. Brother, we are not seeing you in fellowship anymore. He said, ah, they told me I swallowed that one wrongly. You mean you have swallowed another one correctly? He said, yeah. Years passed. And this time money came. And he began to count the number of years. When the seventh year was approaching, I mean, was, or was in, he just had a brainwave. After all, what I've swallowed is a demon. If I run away to Europe, the demon in Africa lives in hot weather. Over there, it's cold. And <laughs> we won't be able to handle me there. He died on the plane. We're talking about going higher. We're talking about burning your boat. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. Says, I, I beseech you, beloved, over your body a living sacrifice. Surrender to God, let it be total. In Philippians 1, verse 20 to 21, Philippians 1, 20 to 21, Paul said, Whether in living or in dying, I belong to Christ. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Galatians 2, verse 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the life I'm living now, oh, it's not me living anymore. It's Christ living in me. Brethren, check your commitment to God. If it is not total, Make it total today. To look back is to go into perdition. As for those of you who have not even surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, oh, you better run now. Get out of darkness. Come into light. Become a brand new creature. Let your tomorrow be bright. If you want to surrender your life to him, bow your heads now, cry to him, and say, Lord, I surrender my life to you, and I surrender it all completely. I will serve you for the rest of my life. And he will take over from there on. Pray to him now. And I will pray for you in a moment. Ask the Lord to save your soul. Tell him, I surrender all.
take me over everything, body, soul, and spirit, and I will serve you forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Ancient of days, we bless your name once again for your word. We are thanking you especially for those who are surrendering their lives to you today. Please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. And let them remain yours forever. Let their surrender be total and complete today. So that for the rest of their lives it will be forward ever and backward never. As for those of us who are already your children, who claim that we have surrendered our lives to you, please, Lord, today, let us rededicate our lives to you to serve you 100% for the rest of our lives so that on the last day in your glory, none of us will be missing. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, I rejoice with those of you who have decided to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. I promise you I'll be praying for you. If you will please contact me. Let me have your names, your address, and your prayer request. And I promise you I'll be praying. And then please look for the nearest Redeem Christian Church of God, there is one near you. I have no doubt about that. Go on and see the pastor, and he will tell you what to do next. God bless you. As for those of us who are already children of God, reconsider your stand in the Lord today. If your commitment to God is not as 100% full as before, cry to him. Rededicate your life. Burn the boat. Let the Almighty God take you forward ever and backward ever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboe exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.